Hi, welcome to the Barry Nation podcast, where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April. Jason and Natalie are not able to join today, but that's okay, because I'm so excited to have a very meaningful conversation with my friend, bariatric entrepreneur, wizard herself, Miss Stephanie Resto. I wish I had a hat. <laughs> I'm a wizard hat now. Hello. Dang it for having me. Um, I'm Stephanie. I'm one hungry mother on Instagram. Um, I'm the creator of uh, co-creator of bariatric society. You can find us on, on Instagram at, at bariatric society or at bariatric book club for those that are a member of the book club. Um, and I'm excited to be here. We're talking self-love today. We are talking self-love. Yep. And a little bit of backstory. I met Steph, I think it was like, was it two and a half years ago? I had this brilliant idea to start a book club for bariatric patients. And I went searching to see if it existed. Turns out she created it. And at first I was like, oh, I can't believe she beat me to it. And then I met her and I was like, oh, wow, you're actually really cool. Can we be friends? And then the rest is history. <laughs> I don't think I knew that that's how we first uh, found each other. That was how I found you. And, and I messaged you. So if you go back to our very first DMs. For book club? for book club, all about book club. And then remember that I think the very first time we ever hung out in person was you came to my house for a weekend with Natalie. And it was the first time the three of us had ever hung out in person. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was, I love it. I know. I love I know. It, it was magical. All yeah. to say that the things that you have been working so hard to create really do benefit the bariatric community in very meaningful ways. And it, also ties into kind of the self-love journey, right? Because self-love, the definition of self-love, I look, I looked this up before, before we hit uh, record, is really having a regard for our own health and well-being. So it just means that we think about our own health and well-being. So I'm assuming that your journey to create Bariatric Book Club and society really came from a place of self-love, I'm assuming, but maybe you can talk to that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it started with a need for some accountability for myself, if I'm being honest. So book club was created when I was just starting my bariatric journey. So this is, we're talking September of 2020, um, is when we launched. And I really just had a stack of books that I wanted to read prior to surgery and knew that a book club would hold me accountable to actually getting those books read. So it just started as a free thing with a few people, um, found through Instagram and then it grew from there um, and is now quite a bit bigger and we're more than two years in and I'm looking over at the wall of books that we've read so far. Um, so that's how book club started and then retreat uh, was very much along the same vein of like I want to have this touchstone in the year where I'm refocusing on my bariatric journey. Um, I saw pretty early on that uh, me I had heard, I should say early on that maintenance phase was going to be the toughest. And I could see how that was true, how life, you know, kind of takes back over. You're in this phase when you first have surgery, where it's all you think about. It's, you know, your whole life, you're learning this new way of being and, you know, it's your fixation. Um, and then that fixation fades and I knew that would happen. And so I wanted retreat to be this uh, moment in time where we nurtured ourselves and kind of circled back to who we are as individuals and bariatric patients, because so many of us got to this place in the first place, because we're so focused on uh, helping the others in our life, whether that's, you know, family or friendships or, you know, in our jobs. Um, so yeah, 
uh, retreat started as a as a self-love thing for me, um, but also a way for other people to find their self-love, both book club and retreat, I guess you could say. Um, what, what I really appreciate about both book club and retreat is that it is a dedicated moment in your day or in your life where you can refocus and just work on you, work on something that is meaningful, important to you. And when you have kind of that alone time with other people who also share this similar desire for focus, really amazing things can happen because you're not explaining to people any of the backstory about the disease, about obesity, about your procedure. You really just get to dive in to those areas or facets of your journey that you are most interested in kind of working on. You can skip the fluff and go straight to that. Yep. You find people that speak the same language. That's, I mean, that's really what it is, is we all speak the same language because we have a lot of shared experiences. Um, what's been funny about book club is a lot of times people join having not read the book and they're so apologetic every time. And I'm like, you can join if you hadn't even picked up the book. It's fine. It's yeah. your, you know, it's your group. Um, because we build the questions pretty uh, strategically to like provide all the context needed if you don't read the book and to connect it to our weight loss surgery journey. Um, so it's not necessarily about so-and-so's experience cuddling, right. In in the book from a couple months ago, it's, uh, it's about like, well, what's our relationship with touch and how has that changed through our bariatric journey? Right. So we, we take the information from the book and on the self-help ones, it's really easy to say like, well, do you agree with the bucket diet? But on the memoir style books, it's like, you know, how to, how does this relate to your weight loss surgery journey? So it's been interesting to see people really use it as this like monthly moment of self-love um, every time. And I think for me, uh, I always thought of self-love as like, okay, we're doing a face mask and a bubble bath and things like that. And what I've come to understand over the last couple of years, um, I think, you know, as I lost the weight, my anxiety and panic disorder got a lot worse. I didn't have food anymore as a vice um, to kind of calm uh, some of that uh, deregulation, honestly. Um, and so what's been interesting is understanding more about how self-love has to be part of every day or else that there's like a debt that accumulates whenever you don't do that for yourself. And that's what ultimately results in panic attacks and chronic uh, pain in a lot of people and, and ailments, right? And so for me, self-love isn't anymore about like going shopping or doing a face mask or, or things like that. Self-love is remembering to go for a walk with my son in the morning before I start meeting so that I'm getting outside for a few minutes. It's feeding myself throughout the day, not just powering through work, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's setting boundaries with clients and making sure that I'm not working over 40 or 60 hours a week. Um, so that's what self-love means to me now. And, and that's a huge departure from what I thought this unattainable idea of self-love was before surgery. If you're like me and have always struggled with taking your multivitamin, I encourage you to explore ProCare Vitamins. When I tell you I took my multivitamins maybe once a month, I'm not lying. <laughs> Since I've started taking ProCare once a day multivitamins, calcium, and other supplemental vitamins, my lab work has never been better, and I only have to take one multivitamin a day. Yeah. I know. 
And their calcium chews and chocolate squares, guys, they feel more like indulgences that I enjoy at the end of my day than a vitamin. I even got some family members hooked on them. What sets Procure Vitamins apart? Procure Vitamins are carefully formulated to meet our unique bariatric nutritional needs. Their commitment to quality is unmatched. Each product is crafted with the highest standards and are third-party tested, ensuring that what's on the label is in their vitamins and supplements. Procure's 90-day subscription plan also extends you the highest level of savings. And if you're not a current Very Nation member, access to an exclusive membership rate. Experience the Procare difference for yourself. Targeted supplementation, third-party testing, accessibility, and affordability. Click the link in our show notes or visit ProCareNow.com to take the first step towards a healthier, happier you with Procare Vitamins. I think that's going to resonate with so many people because many of us in the bariatric community are high functioning, high achieving, seeking something much greater, pushing ourselves to, to much greater limits than, than anybody else for right. Tons of different reasons, but for you to have recognized and shifted what you think self-love is, is, is huge. And, and like what you what you said too, talking about that, that debt that you kind of have to pay, how did you, how did you come to understand self-love in, in that viewpoint? Yeah, I started to notice a pattern, um, that, and this was explained to me after my first panic attack that I ever had back when I was 26 was that, cause in the moment I was like, why would I be having a panic attack? I, you know, I was watching a movie with a friend and playing with her baby. And then I was driving home from that and suddenly had extreme chest pain and collapsed on the side of the road and had to call 911. And I was like, I don't understand where that would be coming from. And it was explained to me that with panic, um, as an example, I'm using my panic disorder as an example, but this relates to how we, you know, use food to calm ourselves as well. But with panic, um, you know, that stress just accumulates over time and it's going to hit you when you least expect it. Um, and I think that's what happens to us. Um, that stress and that, you know, that reactionary like need for something is what happens on the food side too. If we're not taking care of ourselves in all these little ways throughout the day, our body is going to force us to take care of ourselves in some drastic way later, whether that's through a binge or through an emotional breakdown or through a panic attack, something's going to happen where our body is going to need that debt paid. Um, and so, you know, I knew that from being, from when I was younger, but I didn't understand the impact, the physical impact that I was causing on my body until I started to lose the weight and really see the way that I was using food as that credit card, I guess, if we're going to keep on with the debt analogy or metaphor, um, so yeah, so I had to nip that in the bud and I'm not there yet. I haven't fixed it. I, uh, I'll be totally transparent. And I think that I transitioned over to alcohol to, to serve that, uh, to pay that debt, so to speak. I wasn't, you know, nurturing myself throughout the day with self-love. And so at the end of the night, when I'd close my computer, I was like, yes, it's time to open a bottle of wine. Um, and when I noticed that that was starting to become more of a habit than a, you know, once or twice a week, um, I, I quit that. And that was, you know, about four months ago. And I will say that I have gained 
I've gained another 15 pounds since I quit drinking because my brain bopped right back over to food, which is a little bit easier than it was right after surgery. Um, and so I've started using food again in that way. So there's definitely still some more work to be done is my point there. You know, um, I'm still figuring it out, but, uh, you know, at least knowledge is the first step. <laughs> I feel like we need that knowledge is power. What are the more, you know, yeah. right? Like, you know <laughs> yeah but okay on a personal note because i've had the honor of knowing you now for a couple years the person who you were when i met you is not the person you are today your core hasn't changed i'm not talking about that i'm talking about how you are choosing to to live a life that is best for you has changed so dramatically in the most like positive and uplifting ways yeah because a lot every single time you have run up against a brick wall you you're not panicking yes you're worried about it and and you you you're dealing with it personally you're you're onboarding experts to to help right you're seeking out that um you're seeking out that support but i also see you kind of talking us all through what you're going through in the moment, which is really hard to do. Oh, well, I think that's how I process things. So thank you everybody on Instagram that follows for being my therapists. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. If you're a real therapist, I have a real one. Don't worry. Um, but no, that's how I process things is by hopping on and being like, what do you guys think? Here's what I'm thinking today. Also, I had a great poop. Um, so it's, yeah. And and hopefully it helps other people, but hopefully it doesn't cause any confusion as I stumble through this journey on my own side, right? <laughs> well, I mean, confusion or not, what you are doing is you are giving people uh, a roadmap to follow, so to speak. Because what you're saying is that this doesn't have to be scary or shameful. This doesn't have to be something that drives more panic and fear. This can be something to, to work through. Like in the, one of the books we read in book club, everything is figure outable. Mm -hmm. It presents a path that says, this isn't where I want to be, but I also can work my way towards a different destination. Yeah, it is figure outable. I think, you know, you and I have talked before about how weight loss surgery didn't make things, make things easy. Didn't make the weight loss easy. It made it possible. Um, but I think of it that way in the, the course of our overall health, because the thing about weight loss surgery is, you know, weight loss is in the name, but that's not why we got it. We got it to be able to ride the roller coaster, to get down on the floor with our kids. We got it to have more energy so that we're not feeling like we need a nap every day due to sleep apnea. You know, we got it for all of the, the output potential on the other side. But weight loss isn't the only thing needed to solve that. But you have this, um, you know, this health pileup that happens, so to speak. If your weight is struggling, then your mental health may be struggling as well. And there might be all of these underlying things that your weight is covering. And when you strip that one thing away, there's all these other things that you need to fix, right? We've opened the junk drawer. Um, and I think... It, it's tough to say this because I don't want to scare anybody away from like doing the work, but it is not easy. And, you know, you have weight loss surgery and, you know, as a big bodied person for so much of my life, I thought if I just lost the weight, everything would be falling into place. Right. Like mm -hmm. everything, that's the only thing I can't figure out is my weight. Like my career is great. My, you know, everything else is great. 
Um, that's not the case. There's there's a reason I gained the weight in the first place. And there are these, you know, mental issues or past traumas that I still have to work through in order to get there. And it's effing hard. It's really hard. Just the act of finding a therapist is in freaking nightmare. So, so yeah, just acknowledging that like, yeah, it's really hard, but also understanding that, uh, as a human being that exists in the world, you're worth doing the work for, um, and you don't have to validate it for any other reason. Cause so many of us, I think the other thing is that like so many of us seek our worth in exterior things, you know, we work really hard or, you know, we, uh, post about our weight loss or, you know, we seek that external validation because that's how we validate our worth in the world when like that worth just exists naturally. So, yes. One of the best gifts that weight loss surgery ever gave me was my final excuse. I blamed everything on my weight right? Everything. It was like, nope, as soon as I lose the weight, this all, everything is going to be fabulous. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And absolutely is not the case. Just like what you said, you open up that junk drawer and you're like, oh, I actually have to go through this and organize it. I have to pick up every little thing that's in here, examine it, determine if I want to keep it or not. And then right, go from there. And that yeah. drawer is massive and it's deep. And I, right. I, I use weight as my excuse. And finally, once I lost the weight and I kind of got my head about me and things, the fog cleared, it was like, oh, I'm actually out of excuses now to not do this work. But also like, what a freaking privilege, right? I mean, like I, I've said it before. Y'all have heard me say it before, but I am so grateful for my obesity because it led me to weight loss surgery. It led me to all the people in this community. And honestly, more than anything, it led me to the junk drawer. Like it led me to the work. I would not be doing the work if I hadn't opened the junk drawer. And so while it sucks most days and, you know, like it's not fun examining your childhood trauma, um, you know, I know that I'm having a more fulfilling, more thoughtful, more intentional life because I'm doing that examination. Um, and so I'm really, really grateful that I get to, you know, it's a privilege. We love our bariatric community. It's why April and Jason started the podcast and why I entered the scene just after having my BSG procedure in September of 2020. We know how the podcast has helped touch so many of your lives and created connections around the globe. We also know that these connections especially have helped so many of you continue your journeys and find the success that you strive for post-surgery. That's why we decided to launch a Patreon just for you, our Very Nation listeners. Through our Patreon, we hope to create a patient-centric, safe, online space for us to connect with you on a deeper level, get immediate feedback and ideas, and it gives us a way to give all of you a special thank you for continuing to support our mission. Patreon also helps us keep the podcast lights on. Without your monetary support, we could not keep doing what we're doing. From Zoom costs to podcast equipment to post-production editing, your financial donations are what keeps us up and running. We always thank you for your immense support. You guys have gotten us to where we are today. Click the link in the show notes or head over to patreon.com slash Podcast to join our Patreon today. You were the first person uh, who I heard say that, that you were thankful for your obesity. And I just remember, I was like, I'm sorry, what? And then, right. But then as we talked about it, it is so true because I'm right there with you. I would not be doing this big, heavy internal work. 
most days I choose to beat myself up because, because I think I should be further along in this work. I think that four years is plenty of time to have figured this out. Like, why am I not, why am I not there yet? That's, you know, also me. I want to build a house in three months. Yeah, and- you know, like taking apart something that the habits that you've built over 30 years, like should, should not take more than four years. Should not, should not. Uh, which is again, part of the work. Um, and one of our mutual friends, Katie, uh, Katie.vsg, we, we were talking the other day and it finally dawned on me and I've, I've been trying to, this is part of the work of weight loss surgery and it's part of self-love. I, and so many of us others beat ourselves up for falling back into old habits. Oh, I'm just doing, I'm just doing what I always did. And it dawned on me the other day. I was like, there is no doing what I always did. That was how I lived my adult life for 20 years. And probably even before that. It's not, I'm not falling back into anything. I'm continuing to live my life the way that I live forever. So I'm not going back into anything. What I'm doing is attempting to establish a new way forward. I'm learning to walk a different way, to run a different way. It's not falling back. It's moving forward. I mean, for those that haven't, you know, gone through the extreme portion of weight loss, um, you know, even your gait changes after you lose an extreme weight loss. So I remember being very frustrated because my, you know, hips and ankles and joints were hurting worse after losing the weight than they did before. And it turned out as like, well, your body is changing so fast that it, it hurts a little bit. But you said like, you know, I'm walking a different way. I'm everything changing so fast. In that first year, like I remember people calling it the honeymoon and being like, screw you, the honeymoon. This is work. Like this sucks. Now I'm like, all right, I get it. Years two through forever. Like that's, that's where you, you know, you've settled down on the weight loss and it's like, okay, now this can't just be a fixation for a year. This has to be the changes in my life that are long-term. Yep. Uh, uh, the other conversations I've been having with a lot of people recently um, is really kind of around that, that first year, 18 months after surgery, I was absolutely fixated on, on my procedure, right. On surgery, bariatric life was my life. There was no room for anything else because it was just, Nope, this is what I'm doing. And then I got to the commitment stage, what we call the commitment stage, where things really get difficult and you really do have to step back and examine like, oh my God, am I going to continue to do this for the rest of my life? There's this opportunity where you can continue to live the way that you have been living for your entire life and you will see weight reoccurrence. You will see, right? Everything that was once old is there again, right? You are your old life. Or you can make a commitment to really living life differently, to walking in that, in that new way to, to, to going in a different direction. And I think in this stage, what makes it so pivotal is that you really do have an understanding of exactly what that means. Whereas when you go into surgery, you just think I'm going to eat less. I'm not going to be hungry very often. It's going to be great. Yeah. Not, not true at all. Yes. And all of these other things. And when you're faced with that reality, it can be a very dark, uh, place to be because you think you've made so many changes, but you realize, oh my God, nothing has actually really changed. And for me, that was when my, my bariatric journey actually started. And I'm to the point now where this self-love journey is really about, and I hate this word, but it is finding the balance between my bariatric life and my life. And I'm really to the point now where there are, they're not two separate things. They're one and the same. 
my life has shifted and I can't not pay attention to my bariatric journey and those non-negotiables and those things that I have to do, but it's also just my life now. This isn't all consuming. It's the thing that I'm doing. And that's where the privilege comes in too, where it's like, we have this thing we can bundle wellness up into this community of other people that are going through a similar path. Right. And Mm -hmm. These touchstones with experts like in Barry Nation or in the authors that we're reading in book club or the speakers at retreat, where because of this surgery that we had over here for our weight, we are exposed to all of these other facets of wellness to improve our lives that are impacted and, you know, co-mingle with our weight, but that we probably wouldn't be considering if we hadn't had weight loss surgery. Um, I mean, I was just, I'm glancing over at the book club wall and like some of the books we're reading or have read are about, you know, getting better sleep or creating better habits in your life or, you know, comparisonitis and how to, you know, (laughs) choose that. (laughs) These are things that everybody struggles with, but because we had weight loss surgery and because we were so extreme in addressing one area of our health we've now opened ourselves up in a way to addressing the other areas of our health that we normally wouldn't touch. And that's self-love is like actually addressing the, you know, our whole health, not just, you know, what that number on the scale tells you is your gravitational pull to the center of the earth. <laughs> so, right. Well, the, the, the definition of self-love is, is having regard for our own personal wellness And the awesome thing about that definition is, is that word wellness, because we really do get to define it. What's wellness for me might not necessarily be all that's wellness for you and vice versa. But if we're on this journey, if we're, if we're moving through this journey together and we're having these conversations, our definitions are allowed to grow and expand and to really refine onto what that means for us. But having regard for it means that you're thinking about it, you're acting on it, you're revisiting it. You're treating it with kindness and, and, and careful attention to have regard for something means that you also kind of respect it and that you understand that it plays this important role in your life. So self-love is kind of giving us that permission to put ourselves on a little bit of a pedestal, so to speak, but it's the definition requires that. And it's not saying that we're better than anybody else or that we have to take care of ourselves first necessarily. It's that we are, we, we are equal with the other important things in our life. Yeah. We are also important. Yeah. Right. So Steph, how have you done? I mean, I know you're, you're a mom, you have two very active kids, you are a wife, you're a business owner, right? You have a lot of things that are going on in your life. What are some of your favorite ways to practice self-love each and every day? Yes, this is something I'm still working on. I joke that like, uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to treat myself like a human because for so long I've treated myself like a machine. Um, and when you abuse a machine, the machine breaks. <laughs> um, and for me, that results in panic attacks or in you know getting colds more frequently and things like that. I notice a pattern of that. So trying to set better boundaries with the workload that I take on. Um, I am, have been doing a great job lately of not starting work until 9 a.m. So the morning time is for, you know, sleep, working out, playing with my children, tidying up. Those are all things that like fill me back up before I have to give myself. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, like cleaning the house and helping get the kids out the door. 
those things bring me joy. They make me feel like there's something tangible. I'm checking a box. There's a before, a before and an after. So that's great. Um, so ironically, filling the dishwasher is self-love for me. Going out for a walk while that in some people's journey is a chore, like that's become self-love for me. It's a way for me to um, to regulate my, my mood, right? Um, feeding myself. So I've gotten in the habit of having two eggs with cheese every morning with like for my breakfast, like that's a way that I'm showing myself self-love, um, my sleep hygiene. So I've been having some sleep issues lately. Um, and so I've taken a good look at, you know, what does my nighttime routine look like? Cause it's always been a bragging point of mine that I'm like, I'm a good sleeper. Like I have tidy sleep hygiene. Um, so it really shook me when I started having bad insomnia. Um, but I, I take a bath every night. I put my phone away an hour before I go to bed when I'm being loving to thyself. Um, yeah, those are, those are, and they seem so little, they seem so basic, but, um, making sure that those little boxes are checked, like that's self-love for me. And then the bigger items are, you know, this might not seem that big, but, you know, taking an hour to talk to a friend while I'm like going for a walk or like doing things around the house, like that's self-love for me is like getting that time with somebody else or meeting my friends in person, like at retreat. That's a huge, leaving your family for a few days and spending the money on yourself. That is very hard for us to do this. I love the bariatric community. The bariatric community is the last market you should try to build <laughs> a product in where you're forcing people to love themselves because we are the worst at it. I'll tell you what. Um, but that, you know, it's so necessary. It's so important if we're going to be successful long-term in having these moments where we circle back to being an individual, you know, human of our own, um, and serving what we need, um, to thrive in our journey. I, uh, I, we've spent a lot of time this summer with friends who are parents, a lot of time this summer. And I cherish the moments when they are kid free because they're not a different person, but they are. It's like when they know that their kids are safe and secure with other loving and kind adults, it's like this last layer of stress or responsibility falls off them. And you really do see a different version of them because it just feels like you have the room to kind of like stretch out and truly relax because as a parent, I can't imagine the emotional load that you're carrying every single moment that you are with your child. It mm -hmm. is unbelievable. So yeah. to have these spaces to go and release that, that layer of responsibility, I think allows you to just access a different layer or level of yourself where, where more self-care can almost get in. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, Eric and I took a few days away, uh, this summer actually and we realized that it was our first time away from the kids together for more than one night in five years that's not good for us as individuals and that's not good for us as a couple um and you know there's it's hard to find childcare that you trust overnight and you know there's all the reasons but um it was restorative for us and i don't think it I, we hadn't done the math until we were on our way out of town. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I get that it's really hard. There are so many barriers to finding time for ourselves for both the little things and for the big things that we have to do for ourselves. But if we don't show up for ourselves, like I said before, like that debt, like your body 
is is going to make you pay the debt one way or another. And when people, whenever I hear people talk about the expense of something like retreat or or anything else, it doesn't even have to be my event, right? Or any event where they get to meet the community and you know circle back on their journey. Um, I it, I have a hard time with it because I'm like you you did all of the work to get surgery and to you know to go through this journey on the front end. It's so much less expensive to maintain what you've built than to build something new. And so I'm like, you just got to, you know, like continue investing in what you've already built. Don't let it die off because then you're going to have to build something new. That's where we start talking about, you know, adjunct tools or um, uh, revision surgeries or extreme diets, you know, and I'm, and that's just with the weight stuff, you know, we're really talking like the whole picture here. So that's my, that's my pitch. Take care of yourself. Give yourself love. <laughs> Dude, it's uh, one of the better ones I've heard. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, I, I struggle with this constantly. Uh, and my journey was not what I thought it would be, I think, which is what a lot of bariatric patients think. When I started my bariatric journey back in 2009, there was little to no support before or after my surgery. And when I experienced complications, I felt alone, misunderstood, and definitely scared. That's why April, Jason, and I created the Barry Nation Membership Community to ensure that all bariatric patients have the support, education, and peer connection that they deserve. In our community, you'll find expert advice from vetted bariatric professionals, peer-to-peer connection through the highs and the lows, and valuable tips on nutrition, exercise, and mental well-being. Berry Nation is a safe and inclusive community that will be with you for the duration of your bariatric journey. Join Berry Nation today, and let's embark on this transformative experience together. You belong in Berry Nation. Click the link in the show notes to join or visit berrynation.mn.co. Again, that's berrynation. Dot mn.co to create your account today. See you in the nation. It doesn't matter necessarily that it's not what I thought it was going to be. I'm here now. And if I truly want to, to have a different life, right? I went into surgery because I wanted a different life. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to be there, right? To be standing on, on the precipice saying like, oh, I didn't realize this is, this is what it meant to have a different life. I didn't realize this is what it was going to take. I am not turning around and walking backwards. This is where I'm at. And these are just the things that I have to do. And reallocating some of my finances to invest in myself is one of the things that this journey is going to have to require. It's going to require that I change routines and habits. It's going to require that I have different conversations. It is going to require that I shed some of these old things that I think that I used to think were helping me and aren't. And especially now, as I transition into September and kind of this new lifestyle for me personally, I'm returning to some things that did used to help me uh, show love to myself. I'm going back to hot yoga. I'm rejoining a studio. I'm doing some things. I know. I know. I'm so proud of you. I know. Thank you. I am too. I'm excited about it. Um, And and it's investing in me. And yeah, I'm going to have to not do some other things financially, but I need to invest in myself because this is the only way that I'm actually going to move forward. It's the only way that I'm actually going to live a different life. 
And even though I used to do hot yoga in my old life, I'm doing hot yoga again in my new life, but it's with a new body. It's with a new perspective. It's with a new understanding and it's with a new goal. I think I was doing hot yoga before because I thought I needed to do it. It was the most extreme thing that was going to help me, you know, get that body that I wanted and, and, and be a weight that I wanted. It never actually helped me with that 10 years ago, but what it did help me with is time to myself, reconnection with myself, reconnection with my body to step out of the machine role that you and I talk about all the time and step into my human role. I was showing myself self-love back then by doing hot yoga. I just didn't realize that was actually what I was getting out of it. So I'm very excited to return to this practice to see if I can fully embrace that uh, part of me. It's why I'm going to retreat. It's why why I go to Berry Nation things. It's why I do book club. It's why I do all of those things, because it is a return to myself in a way that hopefully is more valuable to me than what it was before. Yeah. And I think the reason you do things is almost as important as the what that you're doing. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're going to hot yoga to lose weight versus if you're going to hot yoga because you enjoy it, you're going to have a much different experience long-term with whether or not it's something that you stick to. Um, Side note, I think things like retreat and book club and Barry nation and, and the resources that we have in the, in the bariatric community, it's, it's not a thing that we need to do. Like like you used to do hot yoga to lose weight. This isn't a thing that it's just that we need to do. It's that we get to, I I get messages from time to time with people from people on an extreme weight loss journey, um, asking if they can be part of book club or part of retreat. And my answer is always, you know, of course, we're not closing the doors to anybody, but the content is specific to weight loss surgery patients. We've created something specific and unique to those that are going through a weight loss surgery journey. And that's not to say you can't join, but you know, we've created this for, for something else. Um, your call. Uh, but as somebody who has had weight loss surgery, like there's this privilege in having this community of people that are going through something similar to you that you can identify, (laughs) right? Like when we were big bodied, like there wasn't the hashtag I'm big bodied, be my friend. Right. Whereas that here we've got hashtag bariatric journey or weight loss surgery journey. Um, I just, I can't emphasize enough the privilege that we have of being in this journey and getting to do the work and, and, you know, having the awareness to, to dive into all of that work. And that is self-love. Like it doesn't feel like it sometimes, but that is, that is our self-love is the work. Yep. It is. And, and it is, um, there's only been a few times in my life where I've been excited, really excited to dive in and do the work. And this is one of those areas, right? I mean, I wake up thinking about it. I go to bed thinking about it. These are things that I want to solve for. And, uh, you know, that, that's an, that's an, that is a privilege to be excited to, to learn something and to engage in something new. Absolutely. The other thing is, um, that wellness is going to look different for everybody as you're going Mm -hmm. through self-love. Um, I can't remember who I was telling, but, as I mentioned earlier, I've gained some weight since I stopped drinking. As an example, I eventually just determined that, um, alcohol wasn't serving me any well. And I, uh, very well anymore. And I, um, asked myself the question, would my life be better or worse if I just decided I don't drink alcohol anymore? Um, and so whenever I basically transferred my addiction back to food, 
um, I gained about 15 pounds. But what I found in the process was I wasn't, I'm not really beating myself up for that. Like I know what to do to, you know, lose the weight if I feel like I need to, which in my case I do, I want my clothes to fit better. Um, but I, I also know that I just did something really tough and that my body gaining weight is just a reaction to this other thing that I did. And it's this neutrality that I've never experienced before in my life. And that is growth and wellness as well. And so having a greater uh, sense of pride or appreciation or gratitude for all areas of our wellness, because sometimes they compete with each other, right? Like my weight gained, but my self-compassion gained as well. And so I'm still taking it as a win. Um, the fact that I can look at it in this way, which would have not been the case before surgery or even in that first year after surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's going to look different whenever you start looking at your, you know, your whole scope of wellness and how it relates to your self-love. Yes. I, I love how you are really able to to, to call out the positives, right? Everything costs something. So if, if this, this place of neutrality and gratitude, you know, if the cost of that was, was a little bit of weight reoccurrence, that, that could absolutely be worth it, right? Like paid, done, yeah. cash the yeah. check. Take my money. <laughs> Take my money. Take my money. Oh my gosh. Okay. So speaking of self-love and caring for ourselves and carving this time out, can we talk just a little bit about retreat? Can we please just a, a little bit, just yes. a little bit. November 2nd through 5th, San Antonio. There's still tickets available. So if, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, no, uh, we still have tickets available. We still have hotel rooms available. You've still got time to work out your logistics. Uh, there's still mm -hmm. people looking for roommates in our Facebook group. Um, and there is a lot of exciting stuff coming in the next couple of weeks that we'll be uh, sending and sharing with attendees. Um, so hop on the bandwagon. This is your peer pressure. <laughs> oh, my God. And if you have never been to an event like this, this would be the one to do some experimenting. If you're worried that you won't know anybody or that you're going to feel left out or that you, right. If, if you're that social anxiety is starting to kick in about like, what if well, know that everybody going there is probably feeling a little bit of that too. It's normal when, when you, when you put yourself in a situation that's unfamiliar, you're going to feel those things no matter what. It could be a new coffee shop that, that you're going to it'd be traveling to a new destination. You're going to feel the exact same way. But here's what I do know. Retreat is nothing but people who are dedicated to their bariatric life, their bariatric journey, and want to meet you. Yep. That's the truth. That is the truth. It's, and you that I can't articulate that where you have a bunch of former or current big bodied people that are compassionate and lovely and have gone through shared life experiences or similar, I mean, similar life experiences that are all just coming together to celebrate how amazing we all are and to learn and to, you know, express ourselves and to just have a good time. Uh, some of the friendships that have been made at retreat, like I will never be able to like repay the gratitude that I have for the stories that are shared with me about people going to retreat and creating lifelong friends that they now live with or have moved across the country to be closer to, or that they text every single day, or that have pulled them out of depressive episodes, or 
having gone people going to retreat and seeking out therapy for the first time where they don't think that they'd be alive this to this day if they hadn't been there and, and heard that message or you know um the so many of them i get letters from people i get emails and it is it'll be forever be the biggest honor of my life getting to do this work um but it's it there's magic to it and it's i think we're very, very lucky in that it's one of the larger events that are specifically for weight loss surgery patients. So you will find your people. And we're very strategic about forcing folks to find their people on site. (laughs) (laughs) The way everything is set up is very not conference. We want it to facilitate opportunities for friendships to flourish because more people come not knowing somebody else than people that come knowing somebody in real life. Um, so if you're nervous, just know we all are, I come off as an extrovert, but I am very socially awkward. So, um, just know that I'm right there with you and you can saddle up next to me and be like, hi, are you feeling weird? I'm feeling weird. And I will say, yes, I just shit my pants. (laughs) You'll probably start asking about poop or have a conversation about poop. It's, I mean, just a, I mean, it's a survival technique. It's just a, yeah, defense mechanism. Let's talk about And a very important thing that we need to all be like educated on. So it's Uh, the noise. And I mean, I've I've had the honor of going to quite a few bariatric events now. And I have to say stuff, yours is so organized. It is so professional. It is so warm and welcoming and inviting. Education is always top of mind, but fun connection, these social opportunities is like right there next to it. It's just this perfect balance of taking in new information, having the space to kind of process the information, talk with others about it, and then transition to a truly fun experience where you just get to let your guard down a little bit and and have an amazing time. And the resort, you guys, that this is going to be at, that lazy river, the pool experience alone. Oh my God. So I mean, one of the great privileges of retreat is that we get to take people to these bougie locations that I don't know about you guys, but I would not be able to afford this outside of a group rate, right? When you bring a big group in for an event like this, you get a discounted hotel rate, which we have, and it drops it by like half. And so these places, you know, Paradise Point, the Swan and Dolphin last year, these places I would have never been able to afford to attend solo or like on my own normally, um, suddenly we get to bring all of our internet friends to, <laughs> to experience as well. So I, I love it. People turn it into their, you know, vacation for the year if they can, if they can extend their stay, which I love seeing. Um, and it's just, it's just the best, even, uh, even the workbook. So starting to dive into what's going to be in the workbook this year, every session has a couple workbook pages that accompany it because it's our like big mission that you're not just getting talked to for an hour, you know, during these sessions on site, we want you to walk away with the work, some of the work partially done. You didn't just like find out more of what you need to do. You've walked away with some of the work already done. Um, Mm -hmm. So even that, you know, uh, having that workbook and and doing the work on site is just such a departure from what I've seen at some of the other events. And it's exciting to do. And I love it. Yep, it is. And we, uh, we, Barry Dation, uh, Jason, that, and I have the honor of speaking with Laura Grabo this year at, uh, at retreat. We haven't released our topic yet, but it is absolutely on point. It is uh, specific to kind of the time of year. We're very excited about it. So if you are thinking about coming, 
absolutely visit Baratick Society's website, check them out on Instagram. If you do choose to purchase a ticket, when you check out, you can use code Barry Nation, and that's going to give you $20 off your ticket. It's also going to let uh, Miss Risto know that you were excited to come hang out with the Barry Nation crew as well. Other creators uh, also have codes, so feel free to use any of them to, to get that $20 discount. But this is absolutely something that you should really consider if you are looking to make some deeper connections, to take in some new learning, and to just have a little fun before the holidays kick off. Absolutely. You can find uh, more information about the event at bariatricsociety.com slash retreat. Spelled just like it sounds. Um, and I really hope, I, I'm already excited about some of the new faces we're going to see there. Yes. It's going to be amazing. Everything will be linked in our show notes too. You can, of course, DM uh, Barry.Nation on Instagram. You can direct message Barry to Society on Instagram as well. And they will they'll get back to you because it's all real people behind the Instagram accounts. This is the, <laughs> this is the human. It's me or Leo <laughs> behind there answering those questions. You can also reach me on my Instagram at One Hungry Mother. Um, just don't get mad if it takes me a minute because I'm slow. <laughs> You know, you got life boundaries, you know, what we talked about, self-love. I'm trying to love myself. All right. (laughs) I love it. All right, friend. What is the one thing that you hope people either take away from this conversation or maybe think about when it comes to their own self-love journey? Mm. Go to retreat also. (laughs) Um, the little things every day. Think of one thing that gives you a sense of contentment in the day whenever you're feeling dysregulated and try to do more of that. I love it. Thank you, friend, for joining me today for this conversation. It's a pleasure. I kind of feel like uh, this. Co- we have these conversations all the time on a personal level, but to be able to kind of bring it to the public is awesome. And if you think that... Um, yeah, that these types of conversations aren't real. They absolutely are. We we have the honor of talking about these things, um, you know, on a personal level. And the fact that um, you are so excited and willing to share these conversations publicly, I'm just so very thankful for you. Well, thank you. Thanks for letting me come talk. You know, anytime, anytime. All right, friends, thank you for listening or watching. If you love this episode, make sure to like, follow, subscribe. You can also leave us ratings. You can do all of the things. We very much appreciate your support and your feedback because this podcast grows when you grow with it. So thank you for tuning in. If Jason was here, he would take us out, but he's not. So I will. I'll just let you know, you've got this and we've got you. See you next time. Bye friends.